Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, New Day Dawning. When W.P. Mackey left home to attend college, his mother gave him a Bible. On the flyleaf, she wrote both his name and her name in a Bible verse. This young Scotsman became a physician, 
having been a brilliant student in medical school he attended. In time, he became the head of the largest hospital in Edinburgh, Scotland. His success in medicine and surgery was equal only to his wickedness as an infidel. He was elected president of the Society of the Atheists in the capital of Scotland and consistently lived a very vile life. His life could be cited as a synonym for licentiousness or lacking in moral discipline. Into his hospital one day they carried a man who had been critically injured. As Dr. Mackey looked at the pitiful, crushed body, he was amazed to note the peace and radiance on the victim's face. The desperately wounded man put this question to the surgeon. Just what is my condition? I want to know the truth. You have at the most but three hours of life, was the reply. The brightness on the face of the one who would soon be in eternity did not dim at the news. He asked, Will you please send at once to my landlady and request her to send me the book? What book? questioned Mackie. Oh, just ask her for the book. She will know. The doctor made arrangements for it to be brought and went to the other patients in the great hospital. But some words the dying man had said repeated into his mind, and they were, I'm ready. I'm going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. A few hours later, Dr. Mackey was back in the ward where the injured man had been taken. The doctor asked another question. Did the man get the book in time? Yes, but not long before he passed away was the answer. It was his bank book, wasn't it, asked the doctor. No, he died with it under his pillow. It's still there. Go and look at it. The physician stood beside the bed. He reached under the pillow and he drew out a Bible. When he opened it, there in his mother's handwriting was her name and his own and a scripture verse. It was the very book that he received from her years ago as he was leaving for college. Long before, on a drunken spree, he had pawned to obtain money for more liquor. Overwhelmed by great memories, he hurried down to his private office, fall on his knees, and prayed to his mother's God for salvation. His prayer was heard. His blind eyes were open on a new world. The old things were passed away. And he realized that he was a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Mackey, the renowned surgeon became Mackey, the minister of God. As a preacher, he was an instrument in turning many to righteousness. He also wrote a pamphlet that was the means of many finding Christ as Savior. That Bible his mother gave him truly proved to be the power of God unto salvation. Perhaps you have a Bible that was given to you many years ago, but you never bothered to read it, to study it, to find out how to be saved. Start reading it and believing it today. Listen to the beautiful song as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing for us, All the Way My Savior Leads Me.
enjoying the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. 
we pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning, that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We have resumed our midweek Wednesday night Bible study and prayer meeting, and we'll be resuming our Sunday evening service very soon. Since these plans can be ever-changing, we encourage you to call the church office at 942-2131 if you have any questions concerning our church services. We invite you to listen or watch the services that we have always provided. Our services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this wonderful song, My Jesus, I Love Thee, with Oh, How I Love Jesus. The story 
of the conquistadors who came from Spain to the New World to capture, convert, and plunder the lands and the people of our southern hemisphere are quite fascinating. Pizarro was one of these men. At a crucial moment of his career, he drew a line in the sand with a sword. Turning to the south, he said, Comrades, on that side are toil, hunger, discomfort, and death. On this side, ease and pleasure. There lies Peru with its riches, and here lies Panama with its poverty. Choose what best becomes a brave Spaniard. Then he stepped across the line, and thirteen men followed. This small band struck out with the avowed purpose of waging a crusade against a powerful empire, staking their lives on their success. They wanted gold and riches, and for that they were willing to endure unbelievable hardship and deprivation. The higher motivation of the Christian life ought to inspire us to no less courage and determination. Our leader, Lord Jesus Christ, unlike Pizarro, assures us of a final victory, glory, and eternal riches. He told his followers that he did not come to bring a life of ease and prosperity, but he does promise peace and joy and the assurance of sins forgiven. Man is naturally separated from God because of sin. Our whole nature is sinful and contrary to God's holiness. And there isn't much we can do about this either. We can't gather our army of good works and storm the fortress of heaven. Neither can we bribe the guard and sneak in. But God has opened the gate, the only gate, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And following the Lord might not always be exciting and glamorous. Many times it will mean drudgery and heartache, even ridicule. But we know that we're already seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and all our spiritual blessings are ours. What more can we want? It is a joy to be able to follow Lord Jesus Christ. Listen now as John DeLapp sings for us this beautiful song entitled, In Times Like These. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus, yes, He's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid In times like these, listen, you need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle, be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. 
This rock is Jesus. Yes, He's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Oh, I'm very sure. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus, yes, He's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Oh, I'm very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the song. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the parable of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 13, verse 11. He answered and said to them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. In Matthew 13, you have the seven mystery parables. Four parables were given before the multitudes, and then three parables were given privately to his disciples. One of those parables, the parable of the sower, you have the explanation in front of the multitudes. And then also in Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse number 36, the Lord Jesus Christ explains to his disciples the parable of the wheat and tares. The word mystery, though it's in the plural here, it's the same word used by God through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 51. The word means a secret, the interpretation of the seven mystery parables parables of Matthew 13 is for the kingdom of heaven and not the church, the body of Christ. The parable of the wheat and tares is found in Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 through verse 30. I would encourage you to read those words of God. I'll read verses 24 and verse 25. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Then the Lord Jesus Christ gives the explanation in Matthew chapter 13, verses 36 to verse 43. Again, I would encourage you to read it. I'm just going to read verses 36 down to verse number 38. Then Jesus sent the multitude away, went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered, said to them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked. It is a parable of two sowers. One man sowed good seed in his field, and his enemy sowed tares in the same field, while men slapped and not the sower. Why is that important? Psalm 121, verse 1, a song of decrees. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. Verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, the tares are the children of the wicked, the enemy that sowed the tares is the devil, the harvest is at the end of the world, the reapers are the angels. 
pears, when it springs up, cannot be distinguished from the wheat. At the harvest time, one can make a distinction between wheat and tares. The exhortation is, wait until the harvest time. Don't uproot them now, lest you would take some of the wheat with the tares. Wait till the harvest time, and the reapers, the angels, will separate the tares from the wheat. The Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ, shall send forth his angels, the reapers, to gather the tares to be burned to go to hell, and the righteous, the good seed, to shine forth in the kingdom of their Father. Again, this parable does not involve the church, the body of Christ. The message is what? For the kingdom of heaven. The wheat represent the millennial kingdom, the members dealing with the millennial kingdom and not the church, the body of Christ. And if you think about it, this parable is absolutely consistent with the days of Noah, Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 to verse 41. There, the unsaved are taken in judgment and the saved are left behind. Remember, two are walking, two are working, one's taken, one's left. And people say, well, that sounds like the rapture. That's not the rapture. Look at the parallel between the days of Noah and the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The ones who are taken are the the tares, the unsaved. They're taking judgment. They're taken to hell. And the wheat, the good seed, are left behind to go into the kingdom. And this is exactly the same with the parable of the wheat and tares. The tares are judged and taken to hell, and the children of the kingdom are left to enter into the kingdom. And when you understand that, then you realize it's the exact opposite of the rapture, where believers are taken, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen to 18, where believers are taken to heaven, and the unsaved are left behind to enter into the 70th week of Daniel. The harvest is the end of the world which will culminate with the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ after the 70th week of Daniel. The church will be raptured or gathered out of the world before the 70th week of Daniel. Hence why the Altoona Bible Church, why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the body of Christ, and a premillennial literal return of the Lord Jesus Christ's second coming. They're not one and the same. They're two different events, two different comings of the Lord. And then if you read Matthew chapter 30, uh, 13, verses 47 to 50, the parable of the net, it is also consistent with the parable of the wheat and tares. Verse 47 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to the shore, sat down, gathered the good into the vessels, but the bad was cast away. Verse 49, so shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth. Who are the angels? They are the reapers. You see that in Matthew chapter 24, Revelation 19, the armies of heaven. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from the just and shall cast them the wicked into the furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth but the good the righteous the wheat are left behind because they're going to enter into what the millennial kingdom reign of the lord jesus christ so again what we've been looking at is understanding the word of god understanding the word of god rightly divided you have to study it you have to follow god's exhortation in second timothy 2 15 The exhortation for the believers is to study it, rightly divide it. I pray that you do. 
For the unsaved, if you're listening this morning and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation is to acknowledge that you're a sinner, believe on what Christ has done, and God will save you now and throughout all eternity. listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is